Ephesians chapter 5. If you are there in Ephesians chapter 5, verses, um, verse number 16, or verse number 15 and 16, these two verses, and then let's go to another verse later on. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. Together, let's read these uh, verses uh, from verse number uh, 15 and 16 of Ephesians chapter 5. Together now, ready, read. Yeah. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, <coughs> redeeming the time because the days are evil. Let's pray. <coughs> Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. Uh, for the blessing that you have given to us today. Thank you, Father, for um, even a place, though this is not uh, the ideal one, uh, but Lord, still we are grateful that you have given us a place where we can worship you in spirit and in truth. Bless your word this morning, O God. Bless your people. And I pray that the Holy Spirit of God will move in our midst. And help me as I deliver your word and your people, O God, to be receptive upon it. And that, Lord, um, we will be um, rejoicing in you and that your name will be magnified in our midst. Lord, uh, give us victory today and not just even in the service. Uh, we look forward also for uh, the victories that we will have in our services throughout this day. And help all of us, O oh God, and thank you for these people that have come. And I pray, Lord, that all of us will share this um, great blessing from your word this morning. And help me once again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> We welcome um, Sister um, Fenwa and uh, TK. TK is now, you know, <laughs> tall, maybe around my uh, height. Uh, the last time I saw TK was very small. <laughs> that was uh, a few years ago. So praise the Lord. And um, Brother Brother Toma will be one of our speakers in the coming Sunday services while I'm away. So please pray for our safety over there in the Philippines. And um, I was thinking of, you know, while we stay in the Philippines for five weeks, I thought that I can uh, relax there. But when I look at the schedule, wow, I preach Wednesday, I'll preach Thursday, I'll preach Friday, I'll preach Saturday, I'll preach Sunday. So I thought it's a relaxing time. But anyway, that's, uh, we have a lot of friends there. I have a lot of friends and pastors. Uh, will not allow me to just um, come to their church and then not maybe sharing their pulpit. And I, I, I praise the Lord for that, for uh, the friendship in the ministry. And it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be uh, able to visit them and look forward to that. I know that after two weeks, I, I would wish to come back because of the temperature in the Philippines. <laughs> Every time I fly there, after two weeks, I want to come back to Oakland because it's just too hot. But anyway, um, um, it's a privilege, it's a great blessing uh, to be able to go to um, uh, my, our country and um, also to be able to um, share the gospel to the people around uh, places where uh, we grew up. And uh, this is a great blessing uh, to, for me personally because I will be able to meet all, the whole of our clan because this is also a, there's a um, um, reunion that's happening at the same time, there is um, uh, evangelistic meetings that will also be happening. So 
uh, all my relatives will be there listening to the preaching and also um, look forward for the salvation of their souls. At the same time, on the other um, islands in, in Samar, we will be there for uh, a week where we can also have the um, memorial service and evangelistic meeting uh, to the relatives of uh, my wife, Jinky. And also after that, uh, we will be uh, flying down to um, Lanao where I will be preaching in the, in the camp, the, the teen camp of Pastor Ray Sobrabas, uh, once uh, visited here at, um, recently, and also uh, preaching in their um, um, Christmas uh, service uh, on the 24th, so morning and evening. So it's quite busy, but again, uh, the Lord has uh, given me that opportunity to be able to um, you know, go around and, and share the gospel to people, and it's a, it's a great blessing. And Pastor Jufid um, tried his best to be, you know, uh, to, uh, to, to be an impact also in our ministry, which is, I believe, um, uh, he had done, you know, a great in, in, the, in the messages. He's very prepared, and all of us are blessed of his messages, and we also went to people to talk to these people one-on-one. Um, uh, we attempted to share the gospel to the couple, as I told you already, one got saved, the wife, but me and Pastor Joffrey was not able to, you know, um, um, uh, successfully um, won the, the husband, but that was fine. Um, we, we, we tried, you know, what, whatever we can present to the man, but uh, it seems like he was already uh, made up his mind that he doesn't believe of uh, the salvation of Jesus Christ, but that's fine. Uh, the wife will get saved. And uh, days following to that, uh, we were able to visit um, the, the house where um, there are Filipino teachers who just came to New Zealand recently. And uh, there were seven in the home, but only four when we were there. Uh, we shared the gospel to the four um, teachers and praise the Lord. Uh, all of them, four, four teachers got saved and, and they, they professed to have received Jesus Christ. They, they, they prayed a prayer. And um, I think that was last, uh, when was that, Thursday? This, that's the last past Thursday. Uh, is Brother Rene here? Brother Rene? Is Brother Rene here? Oh, Brother Rene. Um, uh, do we have visitors, bro? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we, 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 I visited Brother Rene and we um, conduct Bible study in their, in their place. And we... We had these two couple with one has two children, the other one has no children yet. Um, I think the name is um, uh, hmm, Shara, Cyrus, Ivan. What's the other one? Mark. So all of them uh, received the Lord last Thursday. But uh, we, we, we really praise the Lord that um, it was really. Uh, very receptive um, people, very receptive family. I look forward to visiting them again, um, Lord willing, uh, before I leave maybe, or if I have time. Uh, but we we uh, we will try to visit the family because uh, they are young couples um, living in that home uh, with young children and very receptive to the gospel. And <clears throat> I'm glad that um, they received um, the Lord Jesus Christ. So again, we have a lot of things to do, which is still continue to uh, reach out as many people and um, we have this verse redeeming the time 
redeeming the time because the days are evil. This is not uh, really a time where um, there is a promise of um, longitude. We don't have much time left. Uh, that's that's what um, we can see in these verses. And I believe that the more that uh, we are getting closer to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and it's getting nearer and we will be... Um, we, we don't have much time to reach these people. So therefore, my friends, uh, we, we are, we are uh, talking about this now because I believe this is what we need. Last Wednesday, last Wednesday, I also spoke about um, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then that um, return of the Lord Jesus Christ has been predicted in the Bible. And it's also predicted that when um, the last days, uh, the Bible says perilous time shall come, there will be scoffers scoffers people who mock about the things of god people who mock about christianity and it has uh, been predicted in the bible that in the last days there will be scoffers and again um these are the people who deny the truthfulness of the salvation in the lord jesus christ these are the people who deny that even the the you know the work of christ on earth he did they deny about the promise of the Bible, anything about the Bible, they deny it. They scoff at the prophecies about Christ's return. They scoff about, um, you know, the prophecies of the Bible, the rapture, and everything about it. They just, they just mock the things of God. And again, the more they scoff, the more I believe that the Bible is true. Because it is predicted in the Bible that... There will be scoffers. And only in this moment really that I can sense that there are so many people that will scoff uh, the word of God. Now, I, again, I've been, I've been a Christian now for 31 years. And uh, I'm preaching the gospel as a pastor for 14 years. And, um, you know, I've been in the leadership for, for many years. But never I had experienced uh, scoffers like these times that we have today. Never I experienced scoffers like this many. But again, in, in the Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 1, tells us here that when these times will come, then what's going to happen? The abounding iniquity, the abounding ungodliness, godlessness will just, you know, um, uh, skyrocketing uh, in, 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 in the world. And people, many people will not believe in the Lord. This now also, the Bible says, that in the last days, perilous time shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. I hope that, you know, we will check ourselves in here. Because we as Christians, sometimes, uh, we know that we are Christians, we know that we love God, but if we really dig deep into our hearts, then we will see that we really love ourselves more than God. Yeah. We really love ourselves more than the things of God. Yeah. And I hope and pray that, you know, while, while it is early now, that we can stop that kind of feeling. We can stop that kind of, um, you know, uh, um, um, uh, our hearts are being, being um, lovers more to ourselves. Because that's what the Bible says here. Lovers of their own selves. Covetous. Boasters. And uh, proud. Blasphemers disobedient to parents i do not know how many of us here have disobeyed our parents 
disobedient to parents, and thankful, and holy, without natural affection. Now, this kind is very, you know, rampant in our time today to have this kind of people who lost their natural affection. They have abandoned the, that, that nature, natural affection. The parents no more, no longer love their children. That is not the usual. The Lord places in the heart of every mother to love their children, to love their babies. But now, the most dangerous place in the world uh, for babies are the womb. The mothers are the most dangerous place for the babies. Why? Because the Bible has predicted that in the last days, perilous time shall come. Dangerous. That's what the word perilous. Dangerous. Why is dangerous? Because they lost the natural affection. The mother is supposed to die for the children. Now it's the mother that wants their children dead. They abandon the natural affection. You see, and, and again, not just for, uh, with regards to the mother, but so many, the, 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 per, the children do not love their parents. In the olden times, no matter how, how the child is treated in the home, deep within the heart of a child is their love to their parents. But now, now they don't care. Children, they don't care, and parents also, they don't care about their children. And truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fears, despisers of those that are good. Fears. I see um, in the news, um, girls attacking girls. They are so fierce as, as if they are like soldiers in their, in their action in, in, in assaulting a person. They become, again, the more these things are clearly seen in our society, the more I am convinced that we are in the last days. Because the Bible says, this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And you can see, normally, normally, naturally, women are feminine. They are gracious in their movement. They, 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 are, they are slow in their, you know, they are behaving in, in all manner. But now, women are so loud. Women is like, they act like men. Now, you can see, you can see here that this is the sign of the time. These spices of those that are good. Anything that you see good people, they despise good people. Yeah. You know, America, you see that they have, they have um, political um, sides there, the left and the right. The left, they, they just hated the right. Not so much the right hated the left. No, you cannot really see that. There, there is not much of hatred coming from the right to the left. But the left, they just abhorred it. They just hated it. When you are a Republican, you are hated to the core. Without even, you know, you have not done anything wrong yet. But they, they hated you before anything, you know, um, put into account. But you see... These are the people in our times. They, they are, what the Bible says there, um, um, 
They are the people, despisers of those that are good. And in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 5, verse number 20, we have this already. That woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That put darkness in light and light for darkness. Yeah. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Yeah. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes. Again, um, this is a, a fulfillment of this prophecy. We are indeed, I'll tell you, this has been written 2,000 years ago. This Bible, and this Bible that is written 2,000 years ago is already talking about the last days. Supposing, um, so that we'll understand what is the last days. It has been told 2,000 years ago that it's the last days. But why is it that now it's 2,000 years already, but still in the last days? I'll tell you, my friend, that uh, indeed, we are in the last days, but we are now at the tip of these last days. We are now at the ending of these last days. Supposing this is, you know, that's eternity past there, and up to this point, that is the beginning of the last days, and we are here right there, at the tip, the other end of the last days. Because the Bible tells us that this is the sign of the time. This is what we can see in people. This is what we can see as natural in the, in the, in the society that we are living in. False accusers, incontinent, first, and despises of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Very common in our, in our times today that people will just love themselves. That's why this is the time that, you know, Facebook, you know, um, have come. Facebook, all this selfie, because all about self. It's all about me. It's all about, you know, you don't care any other people. You don't care about the church. You don't care about God. It's just all about you. This is what God is saying 2,000 years ago. And today in our time is very clear that everything that the Bible tells us about these last days all on, only comes up, only comes up in our times today. And these people, they have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Right. They come to church, but they don't really experience the power of God. They come to church, but they have no experience of the miracle of God. That is why to them, church is just like a religion. There's no power, you know, involved. You see, Matthew chapter 24, verse number 12. Matthew chapter 24, verse number 12. The Bible says, And because iniquity shall abound. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. It's very common. The sinfulness of sin is just very common. And now, when you see someone get killed, either, you are not moved so much. When you when you hear someone is raped, you don't you don't uh, move so much. And when you when you hear uh, a child uh, fighting against the parents, you don't hear any commotion or or reaction so much because it's common. It has becoming a common thing. Uh, the sinfulness of the world is becoming more common. And therefore, uh, the love of many shall wax cold. You see, now we are living in, the, in these last days. What are we going to do? What is that that we need to do in these last days, my friend, first and foremost? 
I want you to consider a um, few things this morning. Number one, we must consider, you know, to discern the signs of the time. Discern the signs of the time. In, 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 in um, Matthew chapter 16, verse number 1, we have to be, uh, be aware of the danger of our time. We have to understand where we are, you know, in the, in the um, prophecy. We have to understand where you are right now. My friend, what we are waiting right now is just one signal. And that signal is the rapture. When that rapture strikes, everything there, that this is um, very clear in the Bible. And we are waiting for that time. And here, Matthew chapter 16, verse number 1, uh, speaks about um, the Lord Jesus Christ um, encounter, encountered with these uh, religious people, the Pharisees. The Bible says, verse number 1, the Pharisees also, um, and, and, and the, with the Sadducees came, and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and said unto them, When it is evening, ye say, it will be fair weather, because the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today. For the sky, um, for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall no sign given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. My friend, here we need to know the signs of the time. Where we are at in this generation. This is now, you know, the time for us to be alert. The time for us to be awakened. The time for us to be, um, you know, uh, thinking about this is not just about our career. This is not about money. This is not about, you know, um, how to, to get rich. And yeah. people can get rich if you really want to, but you can get rich. But I will tell you, my friend, if you are succumb into getting into money and money and money, and you might, be, you might have forgotten that all this money and all these riches will just be left behind. Right. You are going to leave behind all these riches. This world will be, will be crumbled. All this world will be will be melted with fervent heat. And all your works will be there. All the things that you um, accumulate will also be destroyed in there. That is why we are advised in the Bible, do not keep your focus on only on the things on this earth. Do not keep your focus on the things on the earth. In Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1. The Bible says in Colossians 3, 1, um, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above. What is that setting our affections on things above? Affection, that's close to our heart. Put in your heart the things of God. Amen. The things of God, and when I'm talking about the Word of God. Amen. I'm talking about, you know, the work of God, yeah. the church of God, the people of God. And, and again, the souls of men, these are the things that are from above. These are the things that God wants you to focus on. Yeah. Do not focus so much on material things. Yeah. In verse number 2, 
Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. You are saved if you have received Jesus Christ. You are bound to go to heaven. Your, your citizenship is not just here in New Zealand. Your citizenship is basically heaven. Amen. You might be citizens of New Zealand for so long, maybe 10 years, uh, 20 years, 30, 40, 50 years. But our real citizenship is heaven for all eternity. Amen. And that is what Jesus Christ, what Apostle Paul is saying to us here in verse number 3. For you are dead. Before, before Christ came into your life, you are dead. You are bound to go to hell. But now, because you are saved, um, your life is hid with Christ in God. Amen. We have that great prospect of the future. Now, the Pharisee is different. The Pharisees are different. The Pharisees could not read the signs of the times. They only look, at the, look up to the sky. And when they see the sky is red in the afternoon, uh, it's fair weather the next day. And when they see the sky, they are, they are bound to this kind of... But they have not seen that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ said to them that these people, they are with their, prof, you know, uh, with their prophets. They don't do, you know, the, the people favor. They were looking for some miraculous sign. But while they look for the mirac miraculous sign, they have overlooked the obvious. They are speaking to the person that's going to judge them in the future. They, they were speaking to Jesus Christ. They have not seen the, the, who's in front of them. They, they have not recognized the person in front of them. They overlooked the very obvious. The Lord Jesus Christ was there speaking to them. And they are still looking for the sign. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But again, maybe if we were in that time also, we, we, may, we might think the same thing. But now, you know, go forward 2,000 years after, we, sh we shake our heads. Those people... They did not realize who is that person that they're talking to. The Lord Jesus Christ is the one that will judge them in the future. Yeah. They look for signs. Why they look for signs where the Bible is already revealing everything? Yeah. The Bible is already revealing everything. The Bible tells us that there will be in the last days, perilous times shall come. And what, what does it mean? That moral decay. Moral decay is... You know, rampant. Rampant. I will tell you, immorality, you just don't know it. It's rampant. Without you knowing that maybe one, two, or three, or many people in this room are, are you know, um, um, what's this, um, in bondage of pornography. We cannot tell. That is what the Bible says. Morality is in decline. Just like at the time of Noah. When people in the time of Noah, they get up in the morning and think about who's the person that they are going to sleep again for that day. Every morning, every day, they, they look for partners. They look for partners. They, they have nothing else to do. Just enjoy, you know, uh, their, their, their time with their partners. And they change partners. Oh, it's so much of that sinfulness that God could not bear. That he has to destroy the world. He has to destroy the earth. It's so much. They have gone so much. And again, today, 
I'll tell you, it's evil today, but I'll tell you, there's nothing like that in the times of Noah. Yeah, Noah there um, was, was, you know, steadfast in the Lord, but the rest of the people in the generation is just so evil. Uh, let's go there. Let's go there how, how God said that in, 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 I think, in Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. The Bible says in verse number 1, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives, not just, you know, one, but many, all of all which they chose. Whoever, if they like that girl, then they will take it. And perhaps, who knows, you know, that girl is already owned by someone else, but it's just messy. It's just messy. Verse number three, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with men, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. In, and, and, and verse number five, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only there's no other content of his mind he wakes up in the morning there's no other thought not, not thinking of working and how to build this uh, not thinking of you know um, 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 uh, planting some trees or, or some fruits nothing there's nothing in his brain there's nothing in his mind but you know uh, immorality this is what God say, uh, you know, says here and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually evil continually when the person wakes up in the morning he thinks of evil what evil can he, can, can he do for the day and today a lot of people do not have God. And in fact, I do not know if there is also some people who have God in their hearts. And yet, they wake up in the morning and think of evil. Get, uh, get their phones and open those things that are not supposed to be seen. The Bible says in the book of um, 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 Psalm that I will set no wicked things before my eyes. In other words, I will not watch this. This, um, uh, you know, um, uh, dress less uh, lady, uh, women, uh, I will not watch that. Or this, this um, anything immoral. And now, who can, who can tell? Everyone has a phone. And everyone can, will, will open their phone in their private time, and no one really can, can check on them. And that is why it's evil. Now, we do not know. I hope and pray that you know, um, our people in our church are keeping themselves pure because no one really can tell. A lot of pastors have been discovered that they are in bondage with pornography. How can you, how can you imagine that? How, how much more the people? If the pastors are like that, they are afraid of God, they, are, they, they fear God, and if they can afford to do that, how much more the people? You see, I'll tell you, the Bible tells us that these last days, these moments that we are in, the time that we are in, there is a great moral decline. 
And the Bible says, just like as the days of Noah. Just like as the days of Noah. I'll tell you, that was the extreme. That God, in his, in his righteousness and his judgment and his holiness, he had, you know, it prompted the Lord to destroy. Because it's too much. Now here in Luke chapter 17, verse number 26. How are we going to equate our situation today? Can we compare our situation to 2,000 years ago? Maybe not. Can we uh, compare our uh, situation today to, you know, the time of David? Maybe not. We can equate our situation today to the time of Noah. Verse number 26. And as it, is, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the last days of the Son of Man. What they did, <clears throat> verse 27, they did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until that day uh, that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Why? Because of moral decline. And today we are exactly in the same and maybe more and it's getting more intense in the coming days, in the coming weeks and months and years. It's getting more intense until to the point that we reach that point where God said, oh, it's enough. I'll tell you, my friend, now violent eruptions in nature, um, the, the, uh, the, the nature is, there, there are uh, earthquakes that never before happened in our um, known history. Eruptions and, and typhoons never before known in you know, known history. Luke 21 verse number 25. Luke 21 verse 25. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. Upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. You see, understanding these signs um, should help us win people to God. If you understand where you are, there is no time to waste. There is no, again, my friend, if you, if you go into a relationship, make sure that relationship will, you know, will, will go um, and, and will have fruits in righteousness in God. If you go into business, make sure that, you know, you are not going to focus so much on money, but make sure that that will lead you and other people closer to God. If you are, if you are into, you know, workplace, now make sure that you are not just work there for money, but make sure that you want people there to, to be one to the Lord. Everything that we do, we can still continue doing it, but not our focus on money, not our focus on things on this earth, but the things of God. That is what God wants us to do. Understanding the signs, my friend, should be should enable us and to help us win people to Christ. Discerning the time. Number two, number two, not just discerning the time or discerning the signs. Um, we must also deepen our devotion. Yeah. My friend, the Bible tells us in, um, I, I think in 1 Corinthians chapter 50, um, 15, verse number 58. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding, going up. If you are saved this year, 
pray to the Lord, Lord, help me to be to grow in my Christian life. Help me, Lord, to be more faithful to you. If you come to church every Sunday, always abounding, I include also Wednesday. Go up. And if you if you are um, um, serving in the in the in the church, then serve other people around you. Go into soul winning. Go into you know the the Bible studies and encourage people in uh, anything that we can do. Always abounding. Do not stay like oh I've been I've been member of a church for thirty years now and 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 um, I I come every Sunday morning for thirty years. No, increase it. Always abounding is what God wants us to do. Always abounding in the works of the Lord. Why? We have to deepen our devotion uh, to the Lord. Why? Because we are to redeem the time. Redeem the time. Uh, see then that, that you walk circumspectly in Ephesians 5.15. Um, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Our days today are extremely difficult, I will tell you, my friend. Extremely difficult. Because uh, it's you know me, I'm bound to go to heaven. Whatever I do, I will I will be in heaven. But it is not just me to go to heaven. The Lord has given me this command to you know also bring others with me to heaven. That is why I have to look after myself um, morally. I have to look after myself and also my family and the people around me. Yeah. And and lead, lead that example because yeah. the Bible says, um, but holiness, uh, but without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Yeah. Uh, there's another word, but, uh, but without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. In Titus chapter 3, verse number 5. Titus 3, 5. These things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God. Verse number 8. Verse number 8. These things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God. That's you and me. Might be careful to maintain good works. Why? Good works will take us to heaven? No. We don't need it. We are already bound to go to heaven. But these good works are profitable to us, yes, but most importantly, profitable to men. Amen. You see, that's what he said. See, um, these things are good and profitable to men. Because if you will not live godly life, people will not come to Christ. Because they look at you, those people around us. They see you get up in the morning. They see you go out in your car and, and drive your way to the church. Every Sunday, they see you. These people, they do not read the Bible, but they read your life. If you make a false move, if you make a wrong move, that destroys their soul. You might be still going to heaven, but their soul is damaged. Because, ah, I don't, look at them. They go to church. Look what they do. I cannot do what they do. Some, sometimes, the unbelievers are more, you know, moral the, unbel the unbelievers are more righteous than the believers. The Bible says, the children of God, he addressed the children of God, they surpass the, we the, the, the deeds of the wicked. The unrighteous people are, are more moral than the 
children of God. That is sad, and that can damage definitely to the cause of Christ, as Christ wants to win these people to him. So again, we need to deepen our devotion, because the evil days, again, we can use these evil, evil days as our opportunity to witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Make it your priority. Amen. Put that in your schedule. Yeah. And reach as many people as you can. Yeah. And let us get involved in, in, in um, you know, winning people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Why? We need to see people as God sees them. Amen. What God uh, does see people? He, see, he sees people as souls. Yeah. Sometimes ordinary Christians will look at people as opportunity to borrow money no <laughs> when you see people oh this is an opportunity to you know to court you know especially if it's a uh, good looking we see we see people uh, it's an opportunity no this, this is wrong god wants us to see people as god sees them yeah. they have souls and their souls are perishing and at any time we lost them we lost them forever yeah. that is why we have this chance today matthew 24 verse 11 Matthew 24, verse 11, Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many, and many, and because of iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. The more, you know, Christians, if you backslide, a lot of people around you will be the more hardened about the, about the gospel. You are supposed to be the only hope in their lives to, to set their lives right and straight before God but you when you mess up your life I will tell you to greater damage of the people around you you might still be going to heaven if you are really saved but you will go to heaven you will return to God empty handed a lot of people a lot of Christians dying without we have, uh, have not done anything to Christ and many of them, they cry at bed, at deathbed, and 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 I, I asked an example there. I saw, I heard a, a pastor visiting visiting um, um, a middle-aged man dying of cancer, and and he cried there, and and to the pastor, and uh, the pastor tried to comfort the man and and say, oh, no, don't worry. Uh, um, when 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 uh, the Lord Jesus, uh, when you see the Lord Jesus Christ, everything uh, will be well. Uh, um, do not be afraid to die. And he said to the pastor, Pastor, I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to die. I am ashamed to die. Because he had spent all his life for himself. He has not spent any time of his life for the Lord Jesus Christ that saved him. Yeah. And that is, my friend, an embarrassing moment when you come to Jesus Christ and you just live for yourself. Yeah. Everything in your schedule is just about yourself. Try to think of the past. Try to think of the last week or last month. Check there, what's your activity the first day in the morning? First day, I mean first first hour in the morning. Check check if you can find anything with um, your activity with you and God. If you cannot find anything there, you are just living your life for yourself. Yeah. And that is what that man is saying, that he has spent all his life for himself. Therefore, he knows that he's going to die, and he's not afraid to die, but the problem, he's going to face Christ after he dies. Yeah. And in that, you know, moment of facing Christ is embarrassing moment. He is afraid 
uh, because of the Lord Jesus Christ. My friend, um, we have to, you know, um, and deepen our devotion. We have to see iniquity abound in these last days as an opportunity for us to witness. Opportunity for us to bring people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because God called us being lights. Because this world is a darkened world of sin. And God is banking on us. That we will be here standing before the people uh, to, to, you know, to give them lights. The Lord Jesus Christ has given his lights to us. So therefore, if we stand in darkness, you know that darkness will be dispelled, then the people can see the light. But most common, you know, practice of Christians, they put their, themselves under a bushel that the people cannot see the difference in us. Oh, we're just, like, we're just the same. We're just the same. Oh, are you a Christian? Oh, no, no, we're just the same. We are afraid to tell the people that we are Christians. We hide our Bibles. We don't want our Bibles to be seen. We don't want, we don't want them to, to, to mark us as Bible, Bible believers. Why we are afraid? So that is what Jesus Christ is saying, that you are the light. But if you put yourself under the bushel, you cannot influence. The light should influence in the, in the room of darkness. And we are the salt. We are the salt. The salt can affect its surrounding. But if the salt lost its savor, the Bible says, wherewith shall it be salted? It is useless. It yeah. is even, you know, better for that salt to be just put on the, on the ground and trodden under the foot of men. Yeah. Because it's useless for the salt to lose its savor. You see, we are the light. We are the salt. And God is expecting us to, you know, affect this yeah. surrounding where we are. Yeah. The Lord places you in that proximity where you are because God loves the souls of men around yeah. you. All you need to do is live your life for the Lord Jesus Christ and show your light so that people, they may see God in your life. And that is how the Lord Jesus Christ will reach out to them. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 verse 15 Philippians chapter 2 verse number 15 that you may be blameless and harmless the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom also I mean among whom you shine as lights in the world we are indeed lights in this world. My question, have we influenced the people around us? The people live in darkness. And you are there in that darkness where in the you know, surrounding is darkness. Have the people, you know, been affected by your presence? That is exactly what God expects us to do. To affect the people around us. To be, to be that light, to be that salt. Now, the time is um, against us. We don't have much time. So therefore, we have to discern the signs. Therefore, we have to deepen our devotion. Lastly here, lastly, we must declare salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have not... 
there's nothing else that we can do. We cannot stop this erosion of, of this morality. We cannot, we cannot stop this uh, society from indulging into, you know, wickedness. We cannot stop it. But at least we have, you know, my friend, the Lord has given us um, um, opportunity to declare salvation. When we declare salvation, let the people receive it or reject it. It's okay if the people you declare the salvation and people will reject. That's fine. But what, but what is not fine is you not declaring it. When we preach the gospel and people got saved, praise the Lord. And if we preach the gospel and people reject it, that's fine. And again, what is not fine is you not preaching it. Let the people make their own decisions. But at least they have a choice. Whether they will live ungodly and separated from Christ or an opportunity for them to see Christ in the message of the gospel. You see, my friend, 2 Corinthians 5.17 is our command. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, which I believe all of us would agree, I believe all of us would claim, I believe all of us would, would confess that that is true in you, that is true in me. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And had given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that Christ, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, but have committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Jesus Christ is now in heaven, although he is also in our heart. But the work of the ministry is left to us. It is in my hand and it is in your hand. Now, you have loved ones around you. If you do not do anything to your loved ones, God said, if you don't, then God won't. Because that's your loved ones. You have to exert effort to reach out to them. Because God has committed unto us, has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation, the word of reconciliation. And again, in 2 Corinthians 5.10, 2 Corinthians 5.10 the Bible says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Verse 11, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. You see, because there is judgment coming. If there's no judgment coming, that's, you know, very different story. I will not be yelling here and shouting here. I will not be, you know, going around and, 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 and telling people. I will not be, you know, uh, um, working for the Lord because there's no judgment. But there is judgment. That's a problem. There is judgment coming. So therefore, the Bible says, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord. There is this terror of the Lord. And because of that, we persuade men. We go and compel them to come. We visit them and we do things for them. Why? Because there is the terror of the Lord. We, want, we don't want people to 
receive the terror of the Lord. We don't want people to be recipient of God's wrath. We want people to be, you know, saved from the wrath to come. That is our desire. Declare salvation. Why? Why we need to declare the salvation of Jesus Christ? Because silence is of the soul's defeat. Your loved ones will be defeated if you don't declare the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he entered into the city, um, when he entered into the city of Jerusalem, um, he cried and he wept over uh, the city of Jerusalem and he lamented um, over the hardness of their hearts. So people are just so hard. I think people now also are as hard. But in those times, the Lord Jesus Christ was amazed of, wow, these people's hearts are so hard. They refused God's salvation even though they saw Jesus Christ in the flesh. They saw the marvelous uh, miracles that he performed and he, he did and all those good works that he did. And they still the pe people rejected the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord Jesus Christ was amazed of that. He could not believe that these people are so hard. In Luke chapter 19, verse number um, 41 is the story. Uh, Luke chapter 19, verse number 41. And when he was come near, the Bible says in 41, uh, he, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If thou hast known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. <clears throat> For the day shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee round and keep thee in on every side and shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee. And they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another because Thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. The Lord Jesus Christ was concerned about Jerusalem. Because this is a beloved city of God. But the people of Jerusalem, the Lord Jesus Christ wept over them. Because there will be tough times coming to their way. The Lord Jesus Christ saw already the future that the enemies will surround Jerusalem. And will destroy it. And after the destruction, desolation, and and and, and again um, uh, hardship and difficulties and killing and all those things await the people of God in the city. Now, what was the reason of Jesus Christ's tears over Jerusalem? Why he cried for Jerusalem? Why? Because Jerusalem rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. In spite of the great, great light that the Lord Jesus Christ showed to them. But still, the people do not believe. And a lot of people today do not believe in the Lord Jesus. Despite of the clarity of the, the work of God and the salvation of God through Jesus Christ in the Bible. These people are not dumb. These people that do not believe in, in Christ, they are, they are brilliant, they are educated. But they just... They just reject the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't want to, do, to have to do anything with the Lord Jesus Christ. They had failed to recognize um, um, that, that salvation was available in Christ in those times. And our time today, a lot of people, they know the Bible, but they, have, they failed to recognize that there is salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
And that is a sad thing that caused Jesus Christ to weep. He wept over Jerusalem. And again, the Son of God dwells among them. The Lord Jesus Christ dwells among these people. And these people, all everything that Jesus Christ did was good. Healing the sick, um, uh, pe perform miracles, and feed the people by thousands without, you know, without money, without nothing. The Lord Jesus Christ did good to these people. And yet the people decided to themselves to reject the Lord Jesus Christ. But again, my friend, it is in our hand today to declare that salvation is in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is up to us to declare this salvation. Again, we are now living in a very special time. Do not think that this time is just ordinary time. <laughs> this time is a special time. The moment that Jesus Christ will appear, and perhaps many of us will still be here, it will not be another generation maybe, it will not be another decade. I do not know when exactly, but the signs are already here. That is why we need to be discerning about the, the sign. Discern, observe the society. The society is, you know, they will grow into becoming more and more um, uh, defiant upon the Lord. And again, I hope that God is making you aware of who you are and where you are and about your sin. Think about yourself. Think about the sin that you have done. Think about what's your response to that sin. Do you, do you just allow that sin to linger? Do you just allow that sin to continue on? My friend, you have to rectify that wrong. You have to talk to God and you have to be aware of your sins. And, and if God is making you aware of your sin, um, you better respond. You better do it while you can. Because time will come that there will be no more time. And, and that is going to be sad. And again... Um, um, don't sin against the, the, the Lord Jesus Christ If you are here this morning And you do not know uh, that you will go to heaven when you die That means you need to be saved That means the Lord Jesus Christ needs to come into your life To save you And if the Lord Jesus Christ wants to uh, you know, um, Encourage you to, to, to accept him Do not reject Because doing so is a sin against the Holy Spirit And that sin of the Holy Spirit cannot be forgiven and again, uh, in conclusion here, it is time for us to wake up out of our sleep. Yeah. So many of us are, have been sleeping in our Christian life. Yeah. So many of us, we just put aside our, uh, the, the command of God and then we carry on with our, um, you know, our um, walk and our, and our life without, without really uh, thinking about the things of God. In Romans 13, verse number 11, a few verses to, to close here. Romans 13 verse 11 <clears throat> and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep yeah. why what's the reason for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe yeah. I got saved in 1993 I am very much closer to my you know to this time of Jesus Christ 31 years after I am, um, uh, you know, yesterday was a great day. The other day was a great day. But today is a day closer to this day. 
We are approaching and approaching and approaching day by day towards this beautiful day of the Lord. You see, John chapter 3 verse number 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. There is this wrath coming and everyone should be aware of that so that you can avoid it. And how to avoid it? Come to Jesus Christ and be saved. John chapter 3 verse number 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? Because he hath not believed on in the name of the only begotten Son of God. In First John chapter 5, verse number 10. First John chapter 5, verse number 10. <clears throat> he that believeth on the Son hath um, the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar. Because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. It's very simple. It's very simple. All we need to do is to have the Son, receive Jesus Christ, and believe in him. And then you will have eternal life. My friend, that, that's simple, but that is very serious. Very serious. And I will tell you, you do not have time to delay. There is no time to procrastinate. Yeah. Because we are now in the evil time. Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for speaking to us this morning. Lord, I pray that you will convict our hearts this morning. If there are things, Lord, if there are things that hinder um, um, salvation to any person, Lord, in this room this, mo this morning, this afternoon, I pray, O oh God, that you will uh, just help the person to receive you as Lord and Savior. Lord, it is my desire that every person that, that hears me today will come to know Christ as Lord and Savior and be saved because Lord it is a dreadful dreadful thing to come to that judgment without Jesus Christ and I pray oh God that um, the people will not harden their hearts and for for us Lord who have been saved for us who have been assured of our, um, our um, we are bound to go to heaven Lord help us to set our focus on the things of the Lord and not on the things on the earth because, Lord, time is against us. And we don't have much time. But I pray, O oh God, that we will use the remainder of our time uh, to set our affections on the things above. And help us, O oh God, help, help us to redeem our time because the days are evil. And bless your people, Lord. Make us, Lord, to be more um, uh, devoted to you. Make us, Lord, to be more efficient in our work. And help, Lord, the people around us, our loved ones, that, Lord, they also may be saved. And help us in our testimony, in our soul-winning efforts, and everything that we do, 
that Lord you will also um, give it to come to fruition that we can see the salvation of our loved ones and our friends. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Thank you for all the blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.